Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank you for tuning in today. I also want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. They're your used car experts. Find them online at rbcarcompany.com. All right. Remember, we're talking about that, that judge in Ontario, Canada, who's blasting a dad he was blasting a dad's ego essentially you know this dad doesn't like masks and doesn't think that lockdowns work even though the the research clearly shows that the dad is right about all of that and so the judge denied him access to his children so he's not allowed to get custody of his own kids uh, simply because of what he believes about covid um we've had was we'll we had a big push for two masks okay then Dr. Fauci's like, yeah, totally, let's wear two masks. And then there's a push for three masks, and then there's a push for four masks that happen. Then the, the epidemiologist that advises Biden said, actually, two masks don't reduce your risk of COVID. They increase it, plus you have the breathing issue. And then Dr. Fauci came out and said, yeah, it was like, that was like the next day, maybe two days later. He comes out with his tail between his legs and he goes, yeah, we don't actually have any evidence that two masks work. So just wear one mask. We don't have any evidence that one mask works, but I digress. Um, <clears throat> then the CDC right after that basically said, bleep it, just wear two masks, even though they didn't have any research that showed two masks work. And then there was a big push for three masks again. And now we're at the point where a study is, I think that was all of the steps. I think we, we kind of got through all of that. Now, now we're at a, a new study has come out. Two masks does little to prevent viral spread of COVID-19. Yeah, like, like the epidemiologist, including the one that advises Biden, has been saying for over a year now. So, I mean, it, again, it, this, isn't, this isn't hard, but people make it hard. Wearing two masks delivers little additional benefit in blocking the viral spread of COVID-19 compared to one properly fitted mask, according to a Japanese supercomputer simulation. Using a single good-fitting surgical-type mask made of non-woven material provides 85% effectiveness in blocking part particles. Now, keep in mind, none of you are wearing that. But adding a second polyurethane mask on top of the first one increased effect effectiveness to just 89%. And wearing two non-woven masks don't work. <laughs> Again, this is not hard. They don't work. I don't need to go into it. I'm not going to do a mask diatribe. I am, I am responsible for keeping you more informed than anybody else in the planet uh, as far as media is concerned anyway on this because I was the only one giving a voice to the actual experts who are studying this and the actual peer-reviewed studies. So we will just, uh, I know, don't pat yourself on the back. Well, I was right and everybody else is wrong. Deal with it. The PolitiFact founder. Why is the biggest air quote fact checking outfit out there? If you know anything about PolitiFact, uh, you know that they are wrong all the time. PolitiFact loves doing fake fact checks on things that didn't happen. We went over an example of that last week 
And that was that was actually an Associated Press example because the Associated Press, they do a weekly fact check that they send out. These are the fake stories of the week. And it is one of the most laughable piles of crap that you can read in news media because they change stories around to not be the actual story. And then they fact check their twisting of the story as if it were a, a legitimate fact check. And what that does to the layman or the casual observer is they read it and they go, oh, well, that didn't happen. When in fact, it did happen. Perfect example. The one that they did here recently with the Associated Press fact check is they said, Biden did not tweet that minorities were too dumb uh, to get on the internet. No, he, he didn't tweet it. That wasn't the story. That was never the story. Nobody that I'm aware of said that he tweeted it. He did say it. He said it at his town hall with the embarrassment to my family, Anderson Cooper, standing right there. The story was Joe Biden said this about minorities. He didn't tweet it. So the fact check that the Associated Press did, they changed Biden said it to Biden tweeted it. No, Biden did not tweet this at all. What are you talking about? So again, the average low information individual, they look at this and they go, oh, Biden didn't do that. You're lying. No, no, he, he didn't tweet it. He actually said it. Here's the video. Oh, it's a deep fake video because the fact just says it wasn't real. That's how they manipulate things. PolitiFact is, is known for doing that. Uh, that was the Associated Press, the example that I gave you, but PolitiFact does that all the time. PolitiFact also loves doing uh, where they will go mostly false instead of saying half true or mostly true. They will do the mostly false thing. <clears throat> and oftentimes you'll have bits of a story that are true and bits that are not true. And what PolitiFact will do on the political content is PolitiFact will highlight the false parts while ignoring the true parts in order to present the entire story as being not credible. They love doing that. And like I said, if you pay any attention to this, then, then you're well aware of it. Uh, but... Now, some of this might make sense. Uh, the U.S.-China Education Trust, which we have talked about a lot on this show, which has collaborated with Chinese Communist Party propaganda fronts and trained journalists from state-run media outlets, counts involvement from fact-check website, PolitiFact founder Bill Adair, and Biden's right hand on China, Kurt Campbell. Now, we told you, hashtag told you, Long time ago, if Biden were to get in the White House, uh, one of the things that you're going to see is all of the old stories and all of the old problems that had essentially been resolved by Trump were now going to become problems again. By the way, we'll talk about the border here in a couple of minutes. They'll all become problems again. Old stories will become current stories one more time under Biden. The other thing is you're going to see a Biden administration filled with a bunch of pro-China apologists and you are going to see an awful lot of concerning behavior regarding China. And that is exactly what you have seen. It's almost like, uh, it's almost like they have, you know, Biden's son dead to rights or something. Not that, not that that would ever really happen. It's just figure of speech. You know, it's like, like in the Hollywood movies where you just, you've got dirt on somebody. And so you use it as, oh, what's that word? leverage i'm not not saying that that is that is happening right now that would be preposterous 
no no possible way. After all, Biden's son is dead. I mean, he doesn't even have any left. So, um, you know, that, that couldn't possibly happen. So anyway, founded in 1998 by the first Chinese-born U.S. ambassador, the U.S.-China Education Trust, uh, USCET, or USET, whatever the heck they call it. Who cares? Chinese hosts various journalism programs aimed at advising Chinese Communist Party-run media outlets and journalism schools. We have talked about this countless times on the show. As the group boasts, it co-hosts programs with the Party School of the Central Committee of the Chinese Communist Party, the supreme ideological training ground for party cadres and prerequisite for any official interested in joining the elite political ranks of China's ruling class, according to Foreign Policy Magazine. So essentially, you've got to go to this um, propaganda school is what it is. It's a propaganda school which trains journalists all over the world, including in the U.S. And I read you a list of the American media institutions that regularly send journalists, reporters, and so on to this, this program in China. USCET also partnered with more than 70 of China's top universities in the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences, which has seen affiliated researchers lose American visas due to spying fears from the FBI. What's more, the group holds conferences that they have repeatedly enjoyed participation from the Secretary General of the China-United States Exchange uh, Foundation, an organization that is part of the Chinese Communist Party's United Front effort, which, according to the U.S. government, aims to, and I quote, co-opt and neutralize sources of potential opposition to the policies and authority of its ruling Chinese Communist Party, and then also to influence overseas Chinese communities. So what is interesting about this is that the Journalist in Residence program, which is a China-based, okay, they host this. The Journalist in Residence program allows American journalists from established outlets like the New York Times to live in China and work alongside state-run Chinese communist media outlets. And this, this might be where you see, oh, I don't know, um, Fang Fangs show up and compromise a particular journalist, right? Swalwell, I know he's not a, not a journalist, but Swalwell, remember, he was mesmerized by Fang Fang's front bum and uh, engaged in a sexual relationship with a Chinese spy and has been compromised the entire time. Among the outlets that American journalists work alongside, Chinese Global Television Network and China Central Television, both described as long-standing weapons in Beijing's arsenal of repression designed to attack designated enemies of the Communist Party. Now, wouldn't you know it, ladies and gentlemen, the guy who founded PolitiFact was a journalist in residence in China and studied with the Chinese Communist Party in how to manipulate people and toe the party line and, of course, control the population. Wouldn't you? Would, what a wonderful training ground for a fake fact-checking website that routinely conducts their fact-checks in a way, even when they point something out as being false, by making the story about it a right-wing conspiracy. I wonder where Adair learned that trick. More coming up, Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.
Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Stock 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Friendly reminder that we live stream this show every single day. And you miss a lot of stuff if you don't hang out with us. First of all, there's a great community for you to chat with. And there's a lot of, of uh, links and things like that that get discussed during the commercial breaks and the news breaks that you don't get on the radio show. Uh, you can chat with me, chat with others, and plus it just gives you a visual medium for you to go ahead and kind of hang out. It's, just some, it's a different way to digest and absorb the show. We encourage you to check it out. Trovo, T-R-O-V-O dot live, Trovo dot live slash Casey the host. All right. Let's see. We got to go over the border just a little bit. Okay. <clears throat> I'm just going to give you a bunch of quick stuff on this, all right? Because I don't have a lot of time, and the border issue is big, and I think a lot of other people are covering it pretty extensively. We'll get to it in more detail a little bit later this week, I think. The Biden administration is being criticized for separating unaccom unaccompanied alien children from adult family members after being apprehended at the border. What? So... Biden reordered a facility, re reopened, excuse me, reopened a facility that Trump had closed to house kids, those kids in cages that Obama and Biden started. Trump had closed that facility. Biden reopened it. Then Biden reopened another facility in Florida that had been closed because it was contaminated. He reopened that facility and put kids in there. Biden, who told you all sorts of things about it being a human rights violation, even have those facilities open. And then, of course, demonizing Trump for all of these years, the left has, about separating kids from family at the border. And here's Biden doing that. Huh. Where's the uh, where's the Alyssa Milano tears? Huh? Where's AOC in her white pantsuit? Where's that? Oh. Don't, don't think for a second that I actually expect all of that. But what I do expect, and I know that I am asking a lot, what I do expect is for you liberals and Democrats out there to start holding your people to the same standard, as warped and twisted as that can be, on the same exact issues as you do Republicans. And you don't, because you're tribalist hypocrites, and that is why this country is continuing to descend into chaos. The fact of the matter is, this is something that the courts require people to do. They required it to happen under Trump. They're going to require it to happen under Biden. But there was some tweaks to that to prevent that from happening. And yet Biden is choosing not to use those tweaks. He's choosing to just separate them anyway. Hmm. I wonder why. Uh, Texas surges resources to the border amid the migration crisis. Uh, Governor Greg Abbott on Saturday announced Operation Lone Star which he said would integrate the state's own resources to try and contain the damage from new migrants surging across the, the border. Uh, and again, this is all because of Biden. Biden's the one that changed the policies at the border immediately. By the way, there was a reporter that actually asked uh, Circle Back Saki about this. Like, hey, you got a crisis at the border now? You know, is, is this because you guys reversed all of Trump's policies? And Saki's response was, we don't take advice from the Trump administration. Well, maybe you should, because the problem was handled and was taken care of. All right, uh, let's see. Steve Straub, in the biggest flip-flop maybe of all time, the Biden administration is now allowing the newly renamed child migrant facilities, because, again, you rename them and it's not the same thing, 
to fill a fill to 100% capacity amid a big surge in numbers. Joe Biden is putting minor children at increased risk of COVID and he's putting them in cages. And guess what else they're, they're doing? They're refusing to allow the media to visit the facilities because they don't want the media to have a COVID incident, right? Sure, that's what it's about. Hey, just give them three or four masks and you don't have to worry about COVID, right, Joe? Not producer Joe, but Biden, Joe. Uh, then there's this other story out there that I, I thought was amazing. Um, Joe Biden has been releasing COVID-positive migrants into the United States. Yeah. That's one of the reasons that Trump closed the border the way that he did by keeping them in Mexico and fought so hard for the past year to have that policy maintained was because he didn't want COVID-positive people getting in the United States. And, of course, San Antonio was messing that up. And, and a bunch of other places in, in the uh, Southwest were messing that up, too, by going across the border and actually grabbing sick people and bringing them across. But again, under Joe Biden, COVID-19 positive migrants are being released into the United States to spread COVID all over you and your precious little ones. That's happening right now. So much so, hat tip to a listener today, so much so that according to KRGV.com, Greyhound Bus Company is now requesting that all migrants be COVID-free and have a vaccine tag before they get on their buses because, of course, they take the Greyhound bus and they go spread COVID all over the country. Arizona's border sheriff says Biden owns this. We had this under control under Trump. Uh Uh-huh. Remember, old stories are going to become new again. Like illegal aliens coming into the country and spreading diseases that we largely have suppressed and beaten. Exactly. More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company? Locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. So I just, real quick on the virus, I just want to take a little flashback in time. Biden's lead COVID-19 advisors tweets from a few months ago have aged like summer sidewalk milk. I love that line. Some no name on Twitter said it. It was perfect. So Andy Slavitt, uh, where does he see? Okay. Places like Florida didn't learn the lesson from observing New York. They didn't learn when they experienced it, and they're not going to succeed in opening the economy now. Hmm. Okay. If Florida could have paced themselves like New York, <laughs> you could imagine opening the amusement parks and beaches by December and January. As it is with no plan, Disney announced massive layoffs. With If people don't feel safe, they will not go. DeSantis doesn't get it. This is, again, Biden's chief COVID advisor months ago. Hmm. How, how very backwards that is. How very, very backwards that is. Oh, by the way, there is a report out there in the New York Post that Cuomo 
is going to sign a bill stripping his own emergency COVID powers. That'll be interesting. We're keeping an eye on on that particular uh, story. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it, it, I guess what ended up happening with the, the situation with how they were hiding all of this stuff, I mean, it ended up being like a lot worse than a lot of people thought. And it also ended up happening, for those of you in the live stream, there you go. Uh, it also ended up, being a a lot earlier than people thought when he was manipulating the numbers uh daily wire or excuse me daily caller new york governor andrew cuomo and his top lieutenant cited a report altered by his top aides to paint a false narrative of his handling of the covid 19 outbreak in nursing homes in comparison to other states uh see the department of health knew that nearly 10,000 nursing home residents had died of covid 19 by early july according to reports from the wall street journal and the new york times despite this Top Cuomo aides convinced the health department to report just 6,432 nursing home deaths in a July 6th report that claimed the Cuomo administration's infamous March 25th order did not lead to more fatalities, which we know is a lie. The July 6th report used the reduced figure, which omitted nursing home residents who died of the virus at a hospital, to conclude that only 21% of New York COVID-19 deaths were in nursing homes. The figure was repeatedly cited by Cuomo, all while he was claiming to be a servant only to the facts and writing a book about how he successfully beat COVID. Remember that? No other state that reports nursing homes COVID-19 deaths omit residents who died in hospitals from their reporting, but Cuomo and other New York officials still used the 21% figure to claim New York was handling the situation better than 45 other states except they weren't. They were worse than almost every state out there. They did this, of course, pushed his book, pushed his celebrity, emboldened him, according to a couple of these ladies, to sexually harass them. You know, that's another thing, too, and I, this has come up a lot on the Discord server. For those of you who are members of my Discord, you have seen this, and, and I just feel like I need to repeat this on the show. Um, what Cuomo did allegedly to these women and based on the photographic evidence, I believe the women here, most of them anyway, um, what he did to them was wrong, but he's got what five accusers now. So he's got five accusers. Let's say every single one of them is telling the truth. He's got five accusers, but he killed thousands of people. He killed thousands of people by putting this horrendously awful nursing home policy in place in New York against the guidance of the experts. Don't let the media and don't let social media and your friends and your family try and take away from the story that Cuomo is directly responsible for the deaths of thousands of people and then lied about it and covered it up in order to enrich himself in his state. Don't let them ignore that aspect of it to tell you about five women who he sexually harassed, as bad as that is. Never let them steer the narrative away from that because that is exactly what they are trying to do. They're trying to get you to focus on the harassment and not focus on the fact that his policies, policies the media and Democrats and their supporters have celebrated for months, directly led to the deaths of thousands of people and was then covered up 
Don't let them do that. More coming up. 95.3 MNC. So earlier today, we told you about the congressional representative from Washington, D.C. saying, hey, you know what? It's time for us to stop with the security thing. You know, they keep telling us that there's these threats, but none of them are credible. None of them are real. Nothing ever happens. And they keep extending it and extending it and extending it. I've already given you my theory as to why that is. I did that earlier today. Well, now we find out that Pelosi has ordered a review of what happened on January 6th and is now calling for a 24-7 quick reaction force at the Capitol. So she essentially wants a uh, like an internal SWAT team at the Capitol to respond to these types of events. You know, I'm reminded of the videos outside of the Capitol as this was happening where Trump supporters were looking at the people who would act as that quick reaction force and saying, why are you letting them break into the Capitol? This is your Capitol. Why don't you stop them? And of course, the police in full tactical gear standing there going, eh. <laughs> it's almost convenient, isn't it? <clears throat> so she's looking at having a permanent quick reaction force there in the Capitol. All right, ladies and gentlemen, follow us online, trovo.live slash Casey, the host. Go to theburningtruth.us. That's my website. Sign up for the newsletter to get the daily show prep sent to you pretty much every single day. And it's time for Bill O'Reilly. Catch you tomorrow. Thank you.